Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash drink. That's helixsleep.com slash drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Okay, now it's recording. Okay. Now I'm supposed to watch your videos? Yeah, this is from last week when, remember, I didn't know the rest of the verse to salt and pepper. Oh my god. It has bothered me ever since. <laughs> okay. You're welcome to this. Oh my god, it's 73 seconds. I did the rest of the song. Don't click through it. Respect it. <laughs> Hold up, Mr. Lava. Howdy, folks. What? Hey, hey, hey. Did that sound, sound natural? No. <laughs> Hello, and how are you? I'm okay. Uh, how, how are you? I'm great. <clears throat> <laughs> Every time we skip a week, I feel like I have to yeah, get you... myself back in the zone. Okay, well, wh- where have you been since I didn't see you oh, recently? Oh, that's right. I went to Hilton Head for a wedding, and it was really beautiful, mm-hmm. but I missed your face. Aww. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that because you mean it, or you're just saying it? I mean, can't it be both? <laughs> uh, what are you drinking about this week? Um, I'm drinking because we determined before we started recording that <clears throat> Emily is the like the hot one of the group. <laughs> of the two-man group. And we didn't decide this. You, you decided for me. <laughs> well, okay, she's like, God... Everyone loves me. Okay, she didn't say <laughs> that's how I that's the filter wow. that went into my head. <laughs> so basically in your head I'm a princess. She was like, What did you say? I was like, why is everyone falling in love with me? Okay, oh and then I, okay. I misinterpreted okay. it, apparently. Okay. But I said it ironically. <laughs> okay, she knows I've, I've been getting so many messages from random people sliding into my DMs ever Literally since. Literally slide. Nobody has slid into my fucking DMs. A man has reached out to my DMs and said he's interested. I mean, that is like to which the tops. I said, "No, thank ya." We're sorry, sir. I mean, it's not him; it's me. <laughs> that in that case, it really is. It's not you; it's me. <laughs> um, um, I don't have any Twitter lovers, but oh, the other thing, the creepiest oh. thing is that M told me she like she googled our podcast, and if I guess if you click it. You can see like related search searches that people have made, and one of them literally just says Christine Schieffer. Like it doesn't have the podcast name; it just says Christine Schieffer, comma M Schultz. And yeah, some, people have just been looking up our names on Google and like together, forever, like together. And but whoever the whoever you are, like you don't need punctuation in Google. First of all, but I'm sure the grammar police are very pleased with your Google searches. Totally. Good for you, but also stop because it's freaking me out that people are just googling our name. I mean, it's it's, okay, but here's the thing: people are googling you with me. Okay, there's Christine Schieffer, comma M Schultz, and then the other search is just (laughs) M Schultz. Like, why are people googling me? It's freaking me out. And if you type in our podcast, like the third Google image is just my face. (laughs) There's one of me as a baby. Like my bad. I I know, but it's so weird now that people are literally googling our names. And also, there's one 
so M. Schultz is a search on her own. And then one is Christine Schieffer, wine. Yeah. And I'm like, we know what you're here for. I'm associate. I cannot be disassociated and I'm not going <laughs> to complain not gonna about it. <laughs> what, um, did we talk about why you're drinking this week? Uh, yeah, that, that I literally just t- spent three minutes telling you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. I'm like, where have you been? She's what lost in her ask? like princess realm. <laughs> no, I was like, I forgot that. Oh, what are you drinking? Mm. That was the question. Like, r- my favorite new wine that's really cheap. There's a giraffe on the top of it. I know. I have this cool little giraffe bottle stopper. Oh, it didn't come with the bottle. No, it didn't come oh, with the bottle. That made it less It was cool. a $4 bottle of wine. It did not come with a And fancy. it's a cab. Interesting choice. Emily, I will always bow down to you from now on. You're welcome. What well, are you drinking? Aww. Hey, it's got to have a natural pause. I don't... <laughs> It only took 11 episodes. Okay, princess. I'm going to call you that forever. Don't do that. Uh, I'm drinking my uncaped hero, House of Pies milkshake again, because once again, I got stuck in traffic coming to you. Now that I'm living farther away from you, it seems to be like a 45 minute commute to get to your fucking apartment. (laughs) Well, today was different because I guess you said something's going on in town. You want to ask me why I'm drinking? Yes. Oh, yeah. I drink for the same reason I think the entire world drinks right now. Well, the bombs. What? Oh, I thought you meant the bomb on su- the bomb. That, no, I thought that's why everyone is drinking. That really got dark. Okay, the reason I guess I personally drink outside of the bombs across the globe uh, is because I began and finished watching Thirteen Reasons Why. Oh, I haven't seen it. It'll fuck you up. People just, keep referencing it, and I feel so out of the loop. Just don't watch it. Literally, This Is Us made me sob, so I don't think that this is going to be. I didn't much watch better. This Is Us. Oh, you didn't? Oh, it's so good. Well, I I worked on it, so it's like. I could not. Oh, did you? Yeah, I kind of like, you know, dead stuff. Princess? Well, you know what? You I make me sound it. like an LA douche. I'm just I trying know. to have a conversation with you about my job. This is me trying to, like, overcompensate because you're the popular <laughs> one. So I'm trying to drag you down to my level. Thank you. I appreciate being devalued. <laughs> you're welcome. How's your wine? Oh, it's much needed. Well, I already texted you about this, but I'm, like, totally love struck. Oh, that's right. By the main character. Yeah, that is a reason to drink. Like, for I'm. Sure. A thousand percent. What's her the actor's name? Catherine Langford. She's very beautiful. I would do anything to meet her. Oh my god, maybe she'll slide into your DMs. <laughs> Literally, I would stop breathing. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I would not know what to do. But, um, no, I, I just, I found the girl in my dreams and I found out I'm only five degrees of separation away from her, but there are five tricky ones. And one of them is Justin Bieber, so <laughs> good luck with that. You know, yeah, that would be the hardest part is getting Bieber to do something for me. But I, I really am just so in love with this girl. And it was very hard to watch her be so sad on this show. But Aww. it was a really good show. Like, for when it comes to mental health awareness, it was by far the best thing I've seen on really? TV. And Selena Gomez was the executive producer. That's right. And she worked really hard. Like, you could tell, like, she thought it all out. That's awesome. She bought the rights, like, Seven, seven years ago or something. So she's had a long time to really think about what she wanted to do with I it. I love badass women who are, like, making good content. Yeah. Anyway, that's why I drink. Because I, I can't be with a girl I love. That is very... You made that darker than the bomb story. Oh, okay. Maybe <laughs> that wasn't a funny joke. Because the world might end this weekend for real. Like, for real, World War Three is happening. At least our podcast comes out Sunday. Oh, happy <laughs> Easter, by the way. This comes out on Easter. <laughs> Okay, are you ready to get into your facts? Because you just could not shut up about this. Okay. (laughs) Okay, let's start with the wine one so you take a breath. Okay. You'll be really into it. Okay. And I have a picture to show you afterwards. Um, In in Japan, there is a spa that allows people to swim in a wine pool. What? With regular, like, regular refills occurring throughout the day um, from a four-meter-tall wine bottle at the poolside. Wait, like you're in the wine, right? Like, it's- like here's a picture of people literally swimming in wine and also... <laughs> holy shit! No, uh, holy shit, they're literally just like chilling. It's literally like the pool is Wait, purple because... there's a they're- small child in there. Doesn't that, <laughs> does that not soak into like your skin or something? What if he drowns in wine? Does he get drunk or... Oh my god. I mean... Well, okay, because they have that shampoo that has caffeine in it to, like, wake you up because it goes into your, like, into your scalp system. and stuff. Oh, shit. So I feel like it would get Yeah, do you just your... get drunk by swimming in it? Oh, my also, God. Also, do you know how cool that would be? Holy shit. <laughs> Christine's I'm dreams are dying. real. No calories. Imagine if you dove into it with your mouth open, so as you swam, oh you also drank it, and it just went through every pore, pore of your body. Every orifice. All the gross words that you can think of. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, anyway, that's your wine that's fact. That's awesome. Do something with it. I love it. Um, pick a state. Um, 
Let's do Ohio because okay. that's where you're from. All right. And you're really struggling. I'm not good at the states. That makes me sound really <laughs> stupid. Oh, wow. Okay, Ohio. Basically, this is a list of the best milkshake in every state. Oh. So, Ohio. Is it a Grater's? No. Oh. It's from United Dairy Farmers. <gasps> shit, yes! you gave me all... You scared the shit out of sorry, me. Sorry, I was about to say there's no way it's UDF. The, in Ohio, the classic strawberry shake is the best milkshake of in Ohio. Well, that makes me happy because... UDF gets such a bad rap because Grater's is like the fancy expensive store oh. and UDF's kind of like the convenience store, but it's better. I like it better. Well, also one time I hit a security van in a UDF parking lot and then the guy in the UDF, to- like the guy who worked there told me to like back up and leave and he wouldn't tell anybody. Oh, nice. But I was on, I had the flu and also I was wearing my homecoming dress because I, the zipper broke and I had to go to the SATs. And I had the flu, so and my mom was out of town, so she couldn't cut me out of it. So I just put sweatpants on over my homecoming dress, and then drove to UDF, hit a car, then drove to the SATs. Oh no! It was a really bad day. Wow, oh, that's really bad. <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> but I love UDF. <laughs> Don't tell my nope. mom I hit a car. <laughs> Oi! I was so out. I was I had like a hundred and four degree fever. Oh, and on the way to the SATs, I saw this guy I liked in his car. So I followed him around because I thought he was going to the SATs, but he wasn't. So then I missed the SATs because I followed him around town. That's, oh. that's the day I missed the SATs. And I told my mom that um, I was too sick to go. But in reality, I was driving around town in a homecoming dress on a Sunday <laughs> morning. <laughs> um, okay. The end. There's your facts. Yay. I like it. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> are you going to tell me a ghost story today? I am. Yay. But basically, I think this is going to be your favorite story I've ever told. <gasps> What? I'm so excited. Geo, get the fuck ready. Uh oh. Because it is a haunted wine cabinet. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? And it's a really it's a one of the top ten most haunted items <gasps> in history. Oh my god. I know. Listen, my birthday okay. is in like three months. Get on it. Three months? My birthday's in like two months, get on it. Like a month and a half. My birthday's in a month and a half. <laughs> get on it. Oh my word. Okay. Anyway, let's see how you handle this. Probably not well. Also, oh, this isn't even the right fucking story. Okay, now we're here. (laughs) We took quite a journey to get there. Okay, well, I started one story, and then it ended up not being that great. Oh, I I do that sometimes, I had to change it up. Um, Okay, here's the trick. Half of my story is on the computer and half of it is on my notebook so let's i like to call it a multimedia presentation on the radio right back into fourth grade yes okay where's your powerpoint i don't have one of those okay but i will show you pictures of this thing because it looks a little fucked up i'm so excited um okay i'm probably gonna butcher it and that sucks because i'm gonna say the word a lot so it's hebrew oh i was like i'll help you no no you won't i can't (laughs) um it's called the dibuk box that sounds right it's d-i-b-b-u-k d-book 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 we're gonna call it d-book and uh, I'm we gonna always do that it. where we just say the word over and over in different ways and it doesn't get us someone anywhere. can correct me later okay so the d-book box mm-hmm. uh is a wine cabinet brought to the u.s by a polish holocaust survivor named havela and it's the story starts where this guy named Kevin Manis, um, he goes to an estate sale in 2002-ish, and uh, he sees this granddaughter of, uh, of a woman who's passed away. Um, she died at like 103. Oh, wow. And so now that she died, her granddaughter was holding an estate sale I with all of her stuff. I love estate sales. So well, much creepy old stuff. Exactly. <laughs> so... Uh, the granddaughter of the woman uh, tells Kevin. I'm just going to go with Kevin. Because <laughs> I, I was going to go with the last name. Oh, like, it's yes. a journalist thing. But his name's Kevin. Yeah. We know him well enough at this point, like, I think. Kevin's a, Kevin's a good Classic pal. Kevin. Classic fucking Kevin. <laughs> Typical Kevin. Oh, God. Okay, so um, he goes to the estate sale and sees this um, cabinet. This, like, with wine, like, holders. are they holsters (laughs) wine holsters (laughs) um and he asks around and he finds this woman who's the granddaughter and says that uh that her grandmother had been born in poland where she grew up married and 
she grew up, she married, she raised a family, and that was basically her life until she got sent to the Nazi camps. Ugh. Um, she was the only member who survived, but she survived by escaping with other prisoners and somehow making her way to Spain. Oh. So good for her. Yeah, seriously. Um, and once she was in Spain, that's where she found the wine cabinet. Oh. And that was kind of only the original story that he got out of it. He just heard, it's from a Holocaust survivor. She got it from Spain. That's it. Which and, is already a cool story. Yeah. And he started asking some questions about it, and he tried to open it up, and the granddaughter was like, don't open it. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? And so he was like, oh, is it like, like, what's, why not? And she was just like, don't open it. There's spiders in it. That's what I would have assumed. Well, more than There's spiders. There's more, more things. Okay. <clears throat> and um, just think of, like, the drunk Pandora's box. Right. You know oh, I mean? yeah. That seems like a big mess and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... He started, she started getting like really weird. And so he thought maybe she was afraid to let it go because it was um, a keepsake. And so he was like, oh no, like I don't have to take this. And she was, she started getting really rude and insisting that he took it. And I was like, no, just don't open it. Like she swore that we could not open it. Don't open it. Oh my God. But she started getting really defensive and was like, you bought it, you bought it, you take it. Like you can't take, you can't give it back now. Like was trying to push it on him to get it out of her house. She was like, you made the deal. You made the deal. You can't return it. Um, so he, Kevin, I guess, typical Kevin. I was going to say, let me guess what <laughs> Kevin did next. <laughs> let me tell you what Kevin did again. Um, he is a, he owns a company that um, finishes old furniture. Mm. And so he was like, oh, well, I'll take this and I'll fix it up and then give it to my mom for her birthday. Cool. And so he left it in his office one day. He brought like I guess, to the warehouse and then decided to go on errands. And a half an hour later... His salesperson calls him and is like, someone is in the fucking house. Like, someone's here. And he was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I can't see anyone, but someone just broke a bunch of lights downstairs and I hear cussing and the doors won't open. Ugh. And it, they weren't like electronic doors or anything. Like, they just could not Ugh. open all of a sudden. So she was locked in this building and lights were shattering. What the fuck? <laughs> like, right off the bat, this is a cool yeah, story. What on earth? So he speeds back to the office, tells her, tries to tell her to call the cops, sure. but as she's trying, he's trying to say it, both of their phones die at the same oh, time. Oh, yeah, casual. Typical. So he <sighs> gets to the office and literally tries to go and talk to the salesperson, but as soon as the salesperson saw that he was there, literally hightailed it out of there and never came back. Oh, Don't blame no. her. Oh, she, she literally She quit. literally was like, bye. <laughs> just never came but back. But see, she's the first one we've heard that who actually like yeah, she does knew. the smart thing. She's welcome on the podcast. Good job, lady. And so he's looking around and there's only one entrance that couldn't, that wasn't locked. So there's only one entrance that in theory, if someone was there, would have left through and they would have met him there. Mm. Because by the time he got to the office, he could still hear stuff shattering uh -uh. in the building. So he knew if something was there, it was still there. And it would have had to have passed him when he came into the office. Right. So he's looking around. There's no one there. And all of the lights in the entire building are shattered. Like the bulbs Ugh. have burst. And I think it said... Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. All nine incandescent bulbs had been broken in their sockets, and ten four-foot fluorescent tubes were lying shattered on the floor. Holy shit. Um, and then, yeah, there was only one entrance, and the salesperson never came back. Oh, my God. <clears throat> so, that was event number one. And then he didn't, like, assume that the cabinet was right. a fault for that. It just happened while the cabinet got there on day one. Um, then he decides to try to fix it up for his mom. And when he's working on it, he actually finds, like, this, like, little hidden drawer in it. And in the drawer, he found these items in this order. Uh-oh. No, no, no. I don't know. There's something just spooky no, about no, no, no. the drawer. <laughs> like, he, well, he found it, like, I guess the way that it was described was the door had this, like, mechanism that if you opened one door, it opened up a secret other door on the other side of the drawer. Oh, Like a cool. puzzle box. Um, so he found a U.S. wheat penny from 1929. Oh my a U.S. wheat penny from 1925, a lock of blonde hair bound with string, Aww. a lock of black and brown hair bound with string, one small statue engraved with Hebrew letters, which he he doesn't know right. what they are, but he's shown it to other people and they've told him it says Shalom. So oh. peace. Shalom in the home. One <laughs> dried rose. One golden wine cup. Hey, Christine. Uh, hey, hi. One very strange black cast iron candlestick holder How? with octopus legs. 
That's cool, though. I would yeah. buy that. Wait, uh, what? how big is this drawer? I thought it was like a it's, little it's drawer. A, probably like a oh, foot and a half tall. Sure, okay. I see. Um, okay, so there was in, the inscription in Hebrew. Um, he doesn't know if it's significant. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. So this is the thing I haven't told you yet that I probably should have said in the beginning. Uh-oh. The reason I have parts of his transcript is because most of this story was documented through an eBay request what so he tried to sell this thing on ebay and this was his story about it and he basically at the end writes fucking help me like get this thing out of my house like no charge just get it out of my house you'll see what the fuck so the reason i have transcripts is because this is his direct message that was on Uh -uh. ebay that's creepy because i was reading through my notes and i saw a quote that says i have included a picture blah 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 and i was like okay (laughs) okay kevin so Anyway, he's after he found all that, he decided to put it all aside, and he gave the fixed-up box mm-hmm. cabinet to his mom for her birthday. And she came in, and she saw it, and literally five seconds later, he turns around, and she passes out and has a stroke. What? Yeah. She had a stroke? She had a stroke that... What was the actual word? She had a stroke that ended... Where she ended up having partial paralysis and losing her ability to speak and form words. Oh, my God. But she could point to letters... Um, on the alphabet and spell out what she wanted to say. Oh, that's so sad. Eventually, her speech came back. But in the time that she couldn't talk, oh, God. she was pointing to letters to spell shit out. When she came to, the first thing she spelled out was no gift. Oh, oh. And he then asked what she was talking about. And she got really upset. Like, she was trying to make... Like, she was trying to say something, but she couldn't... She sounded like she was screaming, and she spelled out hate gift. Oh, my God, ew. It's so creepy. Like, you just have a fucking stroke, and that's what you're going to write? Okay. Um, so then she... He ends up taking the cabinet away. He's like, okay, she doesn't like it. Gave it to his sister. Within... Oh, great. Yeah. Within two days, uh, she gave it back, and she was like, something's wrong with it. I don't like it. Like, what? It just... She said it gives a bad, like, feng shui vibe, vibe or something. So he gave it to his brother. He's like, someone has to <laughs> like, take Someone it. get rid of this thing. Gave it to his brother who kept it for three days and then gave it back. Um, because he said that when he would walk into a room, it smelled like jasmine, like really like overwhelming flowers. But his wife would smell cat urine, <gasps> which was another thing that happened when he, when the office got broken into and he ran into his room to see all the lights broken. He got this overwhelming pungent smell of cat urine. I wonder why the other guy smelled jasmine. I don't know. I think it's just How a fuck weird. with you. weird. But so, um, he then, because he's that kind of gent, gave it to his girlfriend. Listen, maybe he's trying to break up with her. <laughs> who, after only two days, said, sell this fucking thing. Kevin, Quote, sell this fucking thing. Um, Kevin just can't figure this out. Classic Kevin. God damn it. Um, he then sold it uh, in the same day to a middle-aged couple, and three days later, they showed up at his front porch and left the cabinet there with a sign that said, this has bad darkness. Oh! <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. So ever since then, um, the basically what he also learned, because after trying to give it to everyone, he couldn't get rid of it. So he just kept it for himself and immediately started having these really terrible night terrors Ugh. Um, where uh, he said, this is the excerpt. Uh, Every time I have the horrible dream, it goes something like this. I find myself walking with a friend, usually someone I know well and trust at this point. I find myself looking into their eyes and... Uh, it's then that I realize that there's something different, something evil looking back at me. At the point in my dream, the person I'm with changes into what I can only describe as a gruesome, demonic-looking hag. I did not highlight that the right way. (laughs) 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 What can only be described as a gruesome, demonic-looking hag that I have never seen. This hag proceeds to then beat the living (gasps) shit out of me. Um, I have woken up numerous times to have bruises, marks, and scratches on my body. And I've been hit... Where I had been hit by the old woman during the previous night. Though I guess the hag's an old woman. Um, Always not what a hag is, like an old lady. I guess so. No one fucking says hag anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Last time I heard hag. (laughs) The last time I heard hag was like the witch in Snow White. Well, you know, people say like, yeah, old hag. Oh, yeah. The old lady. Um, The witch in Snow White. That's, well, that's exactly what I picture. In my mind. Um, And he said, up until this point, he hadn't uh, related the cabinet to that to the dreams but in hindsight he only started having those when the cabinet was in his room and then he his siblings spent the night one time over the holidays and 
his sister stayed in the room that the cabinet was in and came downstairs the next day and was like, I had some really fucked oh, up dreams no. and described to a T what he went through. No. And then his brother said, yeah, when we had that cabinet, we had those dreams Mm-mm. too. Or basically said, oh, we had those dreams too. When was that? Oh yeah. It was around that time you gave us the cabinet. Oh my so God. So then he called his girlfriend and was like, Hey, remember those night terrors you were telling me about? What were they actually about? And so she described them and said, was that around the time you told me to sell the cabinet? And she said, yeah. So <laughs> Jesus, that's way scarier to me for some reason than like, oh, I smell something weird yeah. or like somehow like the sleeping when you're not in control of things is way creepier to me. I had, oh, I, I, oh, we'll talk about that later, but I had a night terror last week. But yeah, you sound so excited about that for some reason. <laughs> I just really wanted Your to talk. Your face lit up. <laughs> I wanted to tell you about it last weekend, but you weren't here. So I'm just excited to tell you. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Anyway. <clears throat> so then he decided, fuck this. I'm not going to keep it in the house. I'll leave it outside in the garage. Well, the smoke alarm went off that night. God. So then, um, and he went downstairs and he looked through the entire garage, could not see any smoke. There was no reason for there to be burning, but he walked into the garage and got this overwhelming cloud of cat urine again. Ooh. Um, so he brought it back into the house because he was like, okay, I don't want another fucking smoke alarm <laughs> to go off. So he left it in the hallway and fell asleep on the couch. So he was right next to it, fell asleep and woke up to breathing on his neck uh-uh. and the smell of Jasmine and then saw a giant shadow figure fly down the hall from uh-uh. where he was sleeping. Nope. So from there, I move on to my notebook. <laughs> Multi, what did I call it? Oh, multimedia project. Multimedia, yeah. So from here, he wrote that, e- that eBay letter. Someone bought it. Because there's a, a whole group of people on eBay who like buying I was going to say, shit. I'm sure someone paid good money for that, too. Um, researched it and found out... Um, oh, he also researched it on his own because he remembered... Uh, Kevin remembered the granddaughter saying that her grandma would always call it a Dybbuk box. Oh, that's right. And was like, what the hell does that mean? And she's like, I have no idea. So he went and researched it, and it's actually Hebrew for cling, <gasps> comma... A malicious spirit that attaches to objects instead of crossing over. <gasps> and the granddaughter didn't know what it meant. What the fuck? But he, when he looked it up, that's what it actually meant. And How he didn't... creepy. And nothing happened until he started working on it and had to open up the doors. The fucking doors, Kevin. <clears throat> so, uh, from there, he sent it off to a random person. And the last person to own it was a student in Missouri who says that the cabinet brought each of him brought each of his roommates and him as well different health problems um including hair falling out in chunks oh and they all went to the doctor and they were totally fine their hair was just literally falling out as they were like walking around light bulbs would break bug infestations odd smells such as cat urine oh my god and horrible scratching sounds on the walls at night from there uh he said fuck this let's give it to like a museum director who can like research it better than we can so that student gave it to a guy called jason haxton who was the museum director of medicine because they thought it might be like a medicine cabinet and there was some voodoo oh. involved wait which university was this it was called truman state <clears throat> university oh okay so as soon as haxton the doc the museum director took it from the student he started experiencing health problems, including hives, head-to-toe welts, and coughing up blood. Oh, that's fucked up. He decided to put it in storage, and the, every night that it was in storage, the fire alarms went off. Um, he brought it back home and saw shadows surrounding him every night. Mm-mm. And he wanted to figure out uh, what was going on with the box, so he tracked it all the way back to the eBay story and found Kevin through the internet and asked him to help him track the history of, like, can you go back to that granddaughter sure. and see what was going on? Um, okay, so Kevin goes back to the estate and talks to the granddaughter again and gets more information and says that the grandmother got that box with her cousin Sophie, or not with her cousin Sophie, but a lot of weird stuff started happening with her cousin Sophie when they were younger. So he reached out to Sophie, who was still alive. I guess she wasn't in Poland at the right time. Oh. This is what she said back to him. Between World War One and World War Two, seances were very popular, and good old Sophie decided to use a Ouija board with Grandma. God damn it, Sophie. They believe that they only attracted evil, which came from the negative energy of the impending war. Oh. Um, so they realized that only, like, she didn't really get into it, but she said some really dark shit started happening after they used the Ouija board. I don't know how old they were or anything. This is just like a short transcript of what mm-hmm. came out. But so between the two wars, her and grandma, who were cousins, played with the Ouija board. 
and a lot of dark things started coming out. And so they tried to get rid of it without having any experience or knowing what they're doing, tried to like banish the spirit Uh and pissed it off. And the night that they did this happened to also be November 10th, 1938, which was in my American accent, crystal hocked. You read it. You're, you're German. Oh, Kristallnacht. Yeah, that. Night of broken glass, I think? Yeah. Hey! I remember, Oh, yeah. you do speak German. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a hoax, y'all. Okay, so... <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> um, so that was the night where... Well, how Do you know the story of it better than I do? No. Okay, um, it was basically, like, super lame in terms. When, right before um, the Nazis started coming in and taking everyone, it was that night where they were going through and, like, ransacking all of the the jewish businesses i think it said like ten thousand jewish businesses and homes were broken into that night oh my god but so that the same night that that happened earlier that night they had tried to banish the spirit and so she started crying while talking to kevin saying i'm sorry and he said why and she said because she thinks she's solely responsible for the beginning of the holocaust what (laughs) she's decided that (laughs) she's literally lived this long and she's just like oh this is my fault this girl also died at 103 so she spent literally a hundred years being like feeling like she's the reason for the holocaust no sophie it is not your (laughs) sophie girl it's not your problem (laughs) it's fucking adolf's fault no (laughs) jesus christ so uh the second time they tried to banish this thing because the first time worked so well with crystal locked or whatever are they doing this they, I guess it was really dark stuff, but they got it trapped in the cabinet that oh they called the God. Dybbuk box that they never opened oh, since like, then, in there. which was like the 1930s, and it had never been opened right. since. Um, so the last thing I'm going to say is Jason Haxton heard mm. Kevin told Jason Haxton all this information. Kevin Haxton brought the box to a medium who felt evil in the box, touched it, and got a sharp stabbing pain in her ribs, hand, and head, and blood started dripping out of her head. What? Um, and she said she thinks the pain that she experiences from the original owner. And Jason Haxton looked back and saw that it, it doesn't really, it doesn't make sense at all, but it was just a weird coincidence that the student that Jason Haxton got this box from happened to go to Truman State University in Missouri, as did one of the first, um, in the first class of people who went to what would be called Truman State University was one of the higher-ups in the Nazi party who was involved in the eugenics. Oh! So he went to the university that would become Truman State University, and then the student who inherited to also, like, get this box. And that's, like, not... I don't know. It's, like, a weird thing that probably doesn't do anything. But it's a weird coincidence. It's, like, worth noting. Um, Anyway, Haxton found out through the medium that it was somehow involved in the Holocaust... So um, basically all he did was, after that, was he grabbed the box, he brought it to a bunch of rabbis, and said, don't tell me what you do with it. And so rabbis, all they said was they they wrapped it up in wood and gold to replicate the Ark of the Covenant, which contained the original Ten Commandments. Right. And then they hid it in a secret location. Holy crap, that's creepy. So there's not even an ending, that's just how, that's just what's up. Yeah, that sounds like a real-life Indiana Jones, like they hid... They hid it in an Ark of the Covenant in a secret location and it has yeah. demons inside you of know, it. You know, rabbis are just the end of the end of Jones of yeah. 2003. <laughs> They're like the unappreciated Indiana Jones. Anyway, I'm sorry for that long-winded story. No, but... that was fucking crazy. Yeah. Anyway. I, I cannot believe that. Well, and at first I was like, well, why wouldn't he just like leave it on the side of the road? But at the same time, it's like a beautiful, historic piece of furniture. It came from the Holocaust from I Europe. In his eBay transcript he also said i'm afraid to burn it like a a lot of people told me to burn this thing but apparently that opens up like a gateway for more things to come i've read posts like that too where people are like i should i burn it people are like do not burn it because that like fucks your shit up even more just take a hose put holy water in it and just spray that (laughs) (laughs) just order like a tank of holy water can you do that i don't know but we probably need one with (laughs) this podcast honestly anyway the end that's fucked up there's your haunted wine see at first i was like i want a haunted wine cabinet i don't want it <laughs> i don't want it anymore well good how do you i don't want hives do you want to tell me a murder story yes though? mine's also literally just emptied the wine bottle <laughs> <laughs> i watched you turn that bottle entirely upside down into I'm the glass i'm here okay <laughs> mine is fucked up okay 
Okay, so I actually got this request. It was either yesterday or the day before, and um, I had some other things I wanted to do, but I kind of looked into this, and I was like, no, I have to do this now. So this was a request from um, JC DeLeon1. Okay. And he even mentioned in the t- uh, in the tweet, like, mention me if you do this story. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah, because I didn't email it, and I was like, okay, just <laughs> one time. <laughs> but we're not happy that you didn't email no, it. No, we're not mad. We're just disappointed. <laughs> but it's a great story, so we forgive you. Okay, so it's the story of Elisa Lamb. Okay. Do you know the story? No. Oh, thank God. It's so fun. It's so What if right up. now I just totally was like, oh, yeah, I've heard all about I it. I know. Well, that's kind of what I did to you with Robert the Doll. But oh, that yeah. was still a great episode, so great. it still works. Okay. So this is the story of Elisa Lamb. It is very dark. <clears throat> okay. It's an unsolved mystery. It's Why do you do this? You, like, pick the darkest things. I don't know how to recover with humor. Like, how am I supposed to make this funny? You know that's my job at this point. Listen. You tell the story. I've got to think of, like, things to, like... Awkwardly sidestep. I believe in you. I feel like you're better at this than you think. Can okay. you tell me about a dead girl, please? Yeah. I have just a story for you. Okay. Great. <laughs> Great. I'm glad you know my type. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I was prepared. Okay. <laughs> so, Elisa Lam was the daughter of immigrants from Hong Kong um, who moved to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. She was a 21-year-old student at the University of British Columbia. And in 2013, she left home for a trip to Southern California, which she called her West Coast tour on her Tumblr. Mm. I actually went and read her Tumblr, which is still active, which is very disturbing. Um, And her actual post said, planning, planning, planning for the West Coast tour. Sigh. Turns out I won't be making as many stops as I'd like. Vancouver, San Diego, Los Angeles, Santa Cruz, and San Francisco. I really want to stop by San Luis Obispo, but alas, we'll see. Suggestions and meetups still highly appreciated. Mm-hmm. This was a post before she went on her West Coast tour. Um, and I do want to add that she had a blogspot and a Tumblr, and she like transferred her blogspot to her Tumblr. And I looked at her Tumblr, and it's it's pictures of like I mean, it's basically any early. 2000s okay 20 something it's there are photos of like pretty dresses but there's also kind of like emo quotes and like harry potter reference just very like much something that my fucking tumblr would look like um great yeah exactly uh the headline of her tumblr was a chuck palinick quote that said you're always haunted by the idea you're wasting your life and on that Uh. note let me tell you what happened that's already eerie because she by not wasting her life and going on a trip, she ended up fucking getting killed, so I'm assuming. Yes. Well. So, maybe Chuck doesn't know what he's talking about. Or maybe he does. <laughs> I just said that for effect. I don't... You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Oh, and there were, like, like Parks and Rec jokes, which is creepy, because I feel like a lot of the stories I do are, like, old-timey ones. But so, so current. See, yeah, to see this girl, like, posting the same fucking photos I have on my Pinterest of, like... Leslie Nope. And I'm like, Aww. oh, it's really fucked up. Um, so um, Elisa had bipolar disorder and okay. depression. Um, she was on Wellbutrin, uh, Lamictal, Seroquiline, Effexor, which I asked Blaze all about them. Good and for you. They're basically antidepressants and antipsychotics. Um, so she went on her West Coast tour. After two days, she checked into the Cecil Hotel uh, near Skid Row, which is... 20 minutes from where we are sitting right now. Oh, fuck. As I continue to triangulate exactly where I live (laughs) for our listeners. (laughs) Because I want people to love me and not just them. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Desperation at its finest. Um, She was initially assigned a room in the Cecil Hotel on the fifth floor, but her, uh, the, the room next to her complained about weird behavior. Or odd behavior. Um, So they moved her to a different room. The weird thing about the Cecil Hotel is that it was already a fucked up hotel to begin with. So basically, remember the story about the Black Dahlia Elizabeth Short who was cut into like a million pieces? Mm -hmm. That was the last place she was seen before she was Oh, so this isn't the first hotel for horrible shit to happen. Exactly. Oh, the first time for this hotel. Right, exactly. Um, And also, so that was like the most sensational biggest story in L.A. Like the Mm -hmm. most sensational murder in L.A. Um, 
1964, uh, Goldie Osgood, the quote, pigeon lady of Pershing Square, which, hmm. whatever that Someone is. Someone I'm going to turn into, probably. <laughs> Emily, the, Goals. P- the pigeon lady of <laughs> Pasadena. It just makes me think, don't tell people I live in Pasadena. I just need everyone to know where we live, apparently. <laughs> um. Um, also in 1964, Goldie Osgood, the pigeon lady of Pershing Square, was raped and <gasps> and murdered in her room at the Cecil. Oh my god. Um, another crime that went unsolved. Uh, serial killers Jack... The Ripper? Jack Unterweger and Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, mm-hmm. uh, both stayed there during their killing sprees in the 80s. Fuck. Um, while they were active... There have also been many suicides, one of which killed a pedestrian passing in the, on the sidewalk. So someone jumped oh, no. and killed a pedestrian while they were committing suicide. So this was just not so a... So it became a murder-suicide? Uh, yeah, well, well, yeah, like I a know. manslaughter-suicide? Yeah, I oh, guess. Oh, yeah. But, wow. um, so they tried to remarket themselves. And it's actually very sad because the hotel, like, really does aim to, like, help. Because that's a really impoverished area. Um, like, Blaze worked at a... Uh, not a hospital, but like a free clinic down there mm-hmm. that like helped homeless people who couldn't afford uh, medical care and they offer like free medical care. And it's like a really impoverished area. Um, and so they basically were trying to like offer really low income housing for people mm-hmm. and they still do actually. But so they tried to rebrand themselves after this and like it didn't work and people were like, Oh, it's homeless murderers. And so anyway, um, so Lisa took the Amtrak down from Canada, went to San Diego Zoo first, posted photos on social media, like had a great time. Um, so she called her parents every day while she was on her trip um, on January 31st, 2013. So this is actually quite recent. Mm-hmm. Um, the day she was scheduled to check out of the Cecil and leave for Santa Cruz, her family didn't hear from her. So they called the police because she had talked to them every day since, which... If that happened to me, my parents wouldn't have called the police for, like, three weeks. Because they would have been like, whatever. <laughs> like, my parents are very off-hands when My mom, after that. a week, would have called the police. Oh, yeah. My mom probably would have, maybe after a week. But not the day of. But So they called the police right. literally the day of. And they were like, they flew down from California. Jeez, I mean, I'm wow. sorry, from Canada. I want to make fun of them for being helicopter parents. But they were <laughs> actually probably right. But they were right. Exactly. Um, so hotel staff who saw her that day uh, said she was alone. Uh, there was a bookstore nearby. Um, and Katie Orphan, who was a manager, said she actually saw her and spoke with her and said that, quote, she was outgoing, very lively, very friendly, um, and she wanted to get gifts to take home to her family. And she was worried about, like, the amount of gifts and whether she could lug them with her in her luggage, whether they were too heavy um, while she traveled. So they searched the hotel um, as far as they legally could. They couldn't, like, go into every room because they didn't have a search warrant or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, They had dogs go through the building, uh, didn't find anything. Um, And then this is where this story became extremely famous. The LAPD released a video of her in an elevator. That was the last time she had been seen by any sort of camera. Mm -hmm. Um, You haven't seen it? I... I know it's a girl in a red jacket or something. Yeah. But that's all I remember. She's yeah. like, she looks really nervous and terrified and that's all I know. Yeah. So I rewatched it because I had seen it too. Like I vaguely knew of it. So <clears throat> basically what happens is Aliza walks into the elevator in a red hoodie. She punches several buttons on the elevator, then steps into the back and like kind of presses herself against the wall and the doors don't close. So she steps up to the doors, leans out, peeks left then right really quickly like spastically quickly jumps back into the elevator backs into the corner goes back to the doors looks out um steps out and is kind of like out of like in the hallway out of the camera's view for a minute um walks back in put her hands on puts her hands on both sides of the door then presses a bunch more buttons um walks back to the doors plug puts her hands over her ears Wait, start, and this is where it gets very weird. She walks into the hallway and starts just moving her hands like frantically around, and it's very like no, nobody really knows what she's doing. It looks like she's like either petting a dog or like mm-hmm. gesturing wildly. Um, then she starts rubbing her forearms together. Um, then she like kind of bows forwards, 
it's very it's a really spooky video if you watch the whole thing um and then she walks back to the wall leans against it and then just walks out and walks out of view and that's the end of the video and there's no one else in the video it's it's just in the halls were there like anyone i mean you could see several feet in front of her she was just kind of like moving around so it's it's just a very unsettling i think that's the best word so the first theory is that maybe someone was after her. Maybe she felt threatened and it looked like she was kind of hiding at first mm-hmm. in the elevator. So one theory is like maybe she was feeling threatened. Another theory is that um, <laughs> is that she was possessed, which is not the most popular theory. But, but, but you know, a theory, a theory um, just because the hotel is pretty fucked. <laughs> uh, another theory was obviously drugs, uh, as in like ecstasy party drugs. A body language expert actually looked at the video and said... Um, the way she was behaving, it looked like she was on ecstasy or another party drug. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is like a really weird theory, but I looked into it and it's actually like kind of a prominent theory on the internet okay. um, that she was playing the elevator game. Have you heard of this? No. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Let's not play. I, l- literally never. Okay. What is it? Uh, it's a, it's like an urban legend from Korea, um, which is supposed to allow the player to enter another world. Shut the fuck up. So it's like a creepypasta. Like people just post on the internet and like it became. I this... mean, she was on Tumblr, right? Exactly. So... And people say like maybe because she was so heavily like into internet culture and that kind of thing. And she had a lot of blogs and. She probably had heard of it. Yeah. Like but it might you, have how been. Do you, like you do like a dance ritual then? <laughs> no. Because it sounds like she was kind of moving around in a certain way. Well, I have the instructions for you. Oh, shit. Here we go. Let's play. Okay. No. Everybody get ready. Okay. Everyone get in your elevators. <laughs> get in your... Well, the first step is you need a building that's at least 10 stories high. So if you live in that, You're off to a great start. <laughs> we do not. So we can't play. Okay. Enter your chosen building. Get into the elevator on the first floor alone. Do not proceed if anyone else is in the elevator with you. Press the button for the fourth floor. Uh, when the elevator reaches the fourth floor, do not get out. Instead, remain in the elevator. Press the button for the second floor. Mm-hmm. When you get to the second floor, pl- press the button for the sixth floor. Then okay. press the button for the second floor. Then the tenth. Then the fifth. And when you reach the fifth floor, a young woman may enter the elevator. Fuck that. Do not look at her. Do not speak to her. She is not what she seems. Sounds like all of a sudden you're telling a paranormal podcast. I know. Well, that's when that that Twitter guy was like, should should M do this or should Christine oh, yeah. do this? And I was like, we'll fight over it. But I took it. Oh, yeah, you didn't even give me a chance. <laughs> um, once she enters the elevator, press the button for the first floor. If the elevator begins ascending to the 10th floor, instead of descending to the first, you may proceed. If the elef- elevator descends to the first floor, exit as soon as the doors open. Do not look back. Do not speak. If you reach the 10th floor, you may either choose to get off the elevator or to stay on it. If you, this? if you choose to get off, and if the woman who entered the elevator on the fifth floor asks you, where are you going, do not answer her. Do not look at her. You will know whether you have arrived at the other world by one indication and one indication only. The only person present in it oh is you. Fuck. <laughs> what? No. Isn't that creepy? That's beyond it's so creepy okay that's crazy and it's all over the like i looked it up and there are just millions of like posts about this Ugh. <clears throat> the return trip oh. huh? <laughs> if you choose to stay on the elevator at the 10th floor press the button for the first floor if it doesn't work keep pressing it until it finally does when the elevator reaches the first floor exit as soon as the doors open do not look back do not speak if you choose to exit the elevator at the 10th floor, you must use the same elevator to return oh as the God. one in which you arrived. This is like algebra. I like could not even keep <laughs> up with this. <laughs> when you enter the elevator, press the buttons in the same order you did in steps two through eight of venturing out. You should finish at the fifth floor. When you reach the fifth floor, press the button for the first floor. Ay, ay, ay. It is very complicated. Okay. There's just a lot of numbers. You must press... Okay, but if it starts going to the 10th floor, you have to start hitting button any button because yeah. otherwise it's not good news, apparently. <laughs> apparently, the apparently. Demogorgon shows up. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> After you reach the first floor, check your surroundings carefully. If anything seems off, even the smallest detail, do not exit the elevator. If you detect something wrong, repeat step two until your surroundings look as they should. 
Once you're confident you have returned to your own world, you may safely exit the elevator. I know. These are additional notes. Okay. Should you reach the other world, the floor onto which you will emerge will look almost identical to the one in your own world, save for two things. All the lights will be off, and the only thing you will be able to see from the windows is a red cross in the distance. Shut the fuck up. Like, who the fuck wrote this shit? Satan. Literally the devil. Thought this was a fun game. Some say that electronic devices, mobile phones, cameras, etc. do not work in the other world. Others say they do. Oh, because so many people have done this right, fucking okay. thing. Okay. <laughs> Did you, like, research this and see who's, like, said that it works? It's very much, like, an urban legend thing, so people kind of play along with it. It's like Bloody it. Mary? Yeah, and people play along on the internet, I think, and are like, oh, I did this, and now I think I'm in another world. It's like, okay, guy. Um, and it's very much like a, like a Reddit creepypasta, so people are like... Maybe she was on ecstasy and thought she was playing the game, and because she was on ecstasy, thought that she was in another world. But she just kept running around in the same elevator. And <laughs> she was exiting and entering. <laughs> Maybe. It sounds like... Okay. When Christine and I started becoming, like, true friends, we went to this corn maze. <laughs> Christine just spit her wine out everywhere. And I feel like she was in that same corn maze. You know what I mean? But in an elevator. Who, Elisa was in the same yeah. corn? Oh, well, yeah. Well, okay, so the corn maze that Christine and I went in, we didn't, we couldn't even possibly begin to finish. No, we, we, we couldn't even begin it. Like, we, we literally just... walked 10 feet in and turned the fuck around. I can't, I th- had to throw my shoes away. Cause Did were, you really? Yeah, because I had so much money, I tried to get it off, and they just We went on the day right after, like, a downpour, and so it was, like, three-inch deep mud, and we went and, like, these both of us were in really shitty shoes to oh, have yeah. gotten this in and we we our feet kept getting stuck and we were like quick standing like in this corn maze can you imagine if we tried getting halfway through that corn maze and got stuck and then we didn't even know how to get out we'd be the we would be playing the elevator game that's <laughs> what i'm trying to say <laughs> like we would, we'd have to press 10 and 2 and 5 and 6 and 4 oh, and... totally i'd rather be in another world than stuck in the middle of that fucking corn maze. <laughs> like i'd rather be alone in another world Okay, anyway, that was my analogy. I like it. That's how I but feel. But it's fitting. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Um, okay, last note. If at any point during the ritual you faint, pass out, or otherwise lose consciousness, you will likely wake up in your own home. However, be sure to carefully examine your surroundings upon waking. The home to which you have been returned may not be the one you left when you first set out to attempt this ritual. Hmm. Concerning the woman on the fifth floor, do not <laughs> speak to her. Do not look at Why her. Why is she involved? What, when, when does she come into play? If or is you, she just to freak you out? If you do, she may decide to keep you for her own. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, so that's a fun game. <laughs> oh my god. It's like a party game if you have a birthday party. <laughs> it's like a party. party game if party for one. <laughs> yeah, sleepover. Um, okay, so some people think that she was playing that game and that's why she was kind of jumping... They don't think like, oh, she went to another world. They think like, oh, maybe she was trying to play that game. Right. But then magically never showed up again. So my Stranger Things opinion of it is that she ended up finding the right dimension or the wrong one. Could and be. And couldn't come back. You know, if you're going to learn a game from Tumblr, Tumblr better teach you a way to contact Tumblr if you get stuck in a game created <laughs> on Tumblr. Like a like, customer service line. Yeah, like if she could like write in on her blog and be like, guys, I tried it. I'm stuck. Help. Well, you'll see where she ends up. It's not good. Oh, so that wasn't the end. Oh, no, 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 no. That's just one very side theory. Okay. So one other thing that happened was that the video seemed to have been tampered with, the elevator video. Uh, it was slowed down. I watched, like, the re- like the version. Someone sped it up to the point where it was, like, normal seconds, and it was a lot mm-hmm. faster, which was odd. Um, and they had covered up the timestamp, and they had also cut out a minute of the footage, but they tr- did it really discreetly, so you can't even, like, Don't I tell. couldn't even find where it was. Um, and some people, you know, say, oh, maybe it was, like, somebody was, because they released it to the public. So, like, maybe there was a reason, like, there was right, someone right, who right. walked by, it wasn't, but nobody knows where that minute of footage went. But the most popular opinion of all is that she had a manic episode. Um, she was bipolar and she was on um, several medications and some symptoms of a manic episode include erratic hand gestures and movements. Right, right. Um, and some people do, with bipolar disorder, do become psychotic 
uh, when they're either manic or depressed. Or just off um, their meds or haven't taken them regularly or... Yeah, so that'll lead you to, like, either, like, a manic state or a depressed state. And a lot of times, or not a lot of times, but sometimes people become psychotic so they hear voices or they see things that aren't there. In a psychotic state, a lot of times they hold on to false beliefs such as, like, superhuman strength or that they are, like, godlike. Or, I mean, they, it could even just be a manic state of, like... Like, I have a couple friends, uh, one of them just manically goes on sh- huge shopping sprees, like, just spends oh, yeah. a lot of crazy money, and just, it's it's a very, it's just impulsive. Like, it, right, it's like erratic behavior. It's like, I'll, we'll worry about it later kind mm-hmm. of thing. And a lot, like, it's, and so a lot of people say, like, you can't, people watch the video and try to explain her behavior, and mm-hmm. it's, some people are like, you can't, ex- like, if it, if she's in a manic state, you can't explain her right, actions. Right, you don't when know what's going on in her head. So um, they think it, they think it was it could have been her medication. So or she like, was off it or right. Like one well one of the biggest dose. theories was that just that her she had a manic episode. So people uh, the LAPD released this video footage and they were like anybody who knows anything like please help us. So the internet went crazy. Like I think in China the video got like three million views mm-hmm. and people were commenting and trying to figure it out and. Like, all the theories I just went through, people were, like, arguing their theories online. Um, And then, soon after that, guests at the hotel began complaining to management about low water pressure in their rooms. Um, Some claimed their water was colored black and had an unusual smell. Uh, There was this British couple, I read in, in a CNN article, who said that the water would come out black for a couple seconds and would sometimes just trickle out. And had a funny, sweetie, disgusting taste. Why are you drinking it? Uh, But just like shower and stuff. Like they would turn the shower on. Yucko. But they were like, well, we just thought like it was a shitty hotel. So we like (laughs) didn't really report it for a few days. And then we were like, what's going on? Um, On the morning of February 19th, an employee went to the roof to check the water tanks. Um, They were a thousand gallon water tanks. And in uh, for international listeners... That is 3,785 liters. Okay. I thank you for being aware of them. You're welcome. I'm very uh, conscientious. Okay. Uh, And in one of the water tanks, he found uh, Elise's body floating face up a foot below the water surface. Um, What? There's there's this picture from the news of like these firefighters on the roof trying, like trying to access the water tank to like get her out it's really... how did someone even get her in there you just throw her in like is it like a little baby pool you'll see god damn it christine just tell me well i'm kidding do it. Say it faster people who came to the hotel after that were not allowed a refund that week like uh, <laughs> i know uh they had to sign linda would be the first in line oh yeah, she, she would she'd be like i don't think so <laughs> people okay people had to sign a waiver saying they'd been made aware of the health risks the fire department required the hotel to provide bottled water. Good. But they still let people... Shower? Stay there. Yeah, and use, like, the showers. Wait, so, wait, do we know what the black remains were? Was it her... Well, she was in the water tank for several yeah, weeks, so that was... It was, like, rotting flesh? Oh, it was her body, yeah. Decomposing in the water tank. <laughs> I'm just gonna vomit. So, wait, you're telling me... Wait, remind me of the taste of the black water again? <clears throat> oh, let me tell you. About rotting fucking decaying it was, flesh? I can't do a British accent, but it was funny, sweetie, disgusting. Sweetie, he said. Like, Well, now we know what rotten flesh tastes like, guys. In a water. liquefied dead mm, skin. Yummy. Ew, dead <laughs> skin. Somehow that's... Why is dead skin... We have dead skin on us right now and we're alive, but decaying, rotting flesh does not mean anything to uh, you? It's a little cliche, you know? Shut up. <laughs> Okay, so 10 days later, uh, the coroner's office reported that they found her death to be an accidental drowning. But the weird thing was that the autopsy report was not released until four months later in June, which is not normal, after being postponed several times. So they, like, wouldn't release it, and they kept delaying the release of the uh, report. And then um, when the report was released, you could see that they checked... um, they checked accidental death, then they changed it to um, undetermined, and you can look at it online. I looked at it. It's so creepy. Ugh. And then they crossed it out and changed it back to accidental. So it's very weird. What? I know. It's very weird. So they... How do you I, accidentally fall into a fucking water tank well, on the roof of a hotel? 
So they said um, they she had been found naked in the tank with uh, her the clothes she'd been wearing in the elevator floating in the water Aww. alongside her, uh, coated with a quote sand-like particulate. Uh, they found no evidence to suggest that she had committed suicide. And toxicology tests said that uh, some of her prescription meds were found in her system, the one she was like prescribed. Uh-huh. Uh, but no recreational d- drugs were in her system. No alcohol or anything like that. Um, so this is so then the mystery is how she got into the tank, obviously. Right. Um, so doors and stairs that access the roof uh, are locked with an alarm system. Um, but you can get to the roof through three, uh, fire escape ladders that are on the side of the building. Mm -hmm. And there was a Chinese tourist who came to the hotel and like literally videotaped, like you literally open the window, jump on the fire escape and you can climb right up there. So it's not like unreasonable that she would climb out a window and jump up to the roof. Um, so, supposedly, an alarm would have been triggered if the doors were opened. However, a lot of people do say that, like, it's kind of a seedy hotel. Apparently, like, the employees go up there for smoke breaks and a lot of times prop the doors open. Right. Um, they're not... People have gone and checked the doors and they're not triggered to any alarm or they're, like, not locked or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, who knows how real that is. Um, and some people have an issue with, like, how would she climb into the water tank but it's only 30 pounds, the lid, and it's on a hinge. And, like, sure, she was, like, a young woman, but, like, 30 pounds is not that heavy. Right. And, like... If you really want it. Especially if you're in a manic state. Like, that's right. not unreasonable that you... 30 pounds... Like, my dog weighs 40 pounds, you know? It's right. not, like, unreasonable that you could lift that. Um, and people say, well, how would it close from inside? But at the same time, like, if you just open it enough to get, get in... in yeah. yeah, you don't And then you can't get yourself out. Exactly. And so this is really sad, but some people are like, well, why is she, why doesn't she have her clothes on? And some people were like, well, she was like a really smart girl. Like maybe she was in there and she was like, oh, taking like, the weight I off, take my clothes off. Like it'll be easier to like get to the surface. Right. And the water tank was like three so quarters like, the way full. Oh. So that's so like, she like couldn't, she didn't have a floor to stand on. Right. So, push exactly. So like some people think up. she just took her like clothes off to like <clears throat> lessen the weight in the water, which is just so um so but some so she just drowned do you think that's well the the way they the autopsy report said she it was an accidental drowning so like whether that means she was in a manic state and jumped in and then like drowned right. or you know they said i don't know how they determine whether it's not suicide or i guess the clothes being off would show that she was trying sure, to get out maybe that's true yeah, yeah that's a good point Aww. so it's very so, but the, there are some, like, still unsolved questions, like, um, the, the report does not, the autopsy report does not say what the results of the rape and fingernail kits were, and as far as I know, they never tested the rape kit, which would seem questionable, but at the same time, there are, like, thousands of rape kits that go right. untested. It's not, like, unreasonable that they wouldn't test a rape kit if they determined that her death was right. not, you know, related to that, um... But she also had, like, a, it's called subcutaneous, subcutaneous pooling of blood in her, like, anal area. Which what does that mean? Which is consistent with, like, rape. rape, but is also possible when your body, like, decomposes that, like, that oh. happens to you. So, oh. it's cool. Some people are like, oh, well, maybe she was raped. Did you ask Blaze about that one, too? I have I have not. He'd probably be like, please stop talking to me. <laughs> He'd probably leave me forever. But um, so that's another weird question where people are like, well, maybe if they had done the rape kit. But some people are like, that's normal if your body's decomposing in water. It's gross. I know. It's that's a shame. Horrible. Um, so even the so the people, the doctors who uh, made the conclusion about her death being accidental, uh, even, like, appear to be a little bit ambivalent. So, like I told you, they had those check boxes, whether, like, her death was natural, suicide, whatever. So it was that weird thing of, um, like, they checked it on June... They checked accident on June 15th. Three days later, they checked undetermined. And then um, three days before the report was released, they changed it... They crossed it out, changed it back to accidental, and then initialed it. Ugh. Which is just 
strange. And that goes with the whole four-month period or three-month period or whatever that they, like, didn't release the report. Um, this is also creepy. Since her death, her Tumblr blog that I mentioned uh, was updated. and What? So the theories on that are that either she had one of those, like, Tumblr has a an option where you can automatically publish your posts in advance. So you can sort of, like, right, right, right. Okay. where you can, like, uh, schedule your posts when you're away. So either people think that, but also her phone was stolen, um, like, right Aww. around her death. So people are either, like, it came from her phone or, it like, someone who took right. her phone or it came from, like, automatic scheduled posts. Um, so at this point, uh, it's unsolved. That's horrible. I know. And it's very sad. And her family, like, tried to, a lot of people sued the hotel. I don't blame them. I don't either. (laughs) Oh my God. Her family sued the hotel also, and the case was dismissed. Um, but it's just very, it's very sad because I, I mean, personally, I think it is a mental health thing. Yeah. It just sounds the most realistic Mm -hmm. quote. And the toxicology reports said that, like, she had stopped taking certain medications at least several days before. Uh, and they were the antidepressants and the um, the ones, like, she was on, like, Wellbutrin and some other, like, kind of uppers, uh-huh. which are supposed to, like, uplift your mood for depression. Right. But if you're taking that on, um, if you have, if you're bipolar and you're taking, like, you know, uppers, right. it can send you in a manic state, which isn't just, like happy state it's like a right totally unreasonable and you can go psychotic um and so it's just very sad and it's it's i i don't think it's a paranormal story but i, I don't think so either yeah it's just, but that is a fucked up elevator sad. game yeah, I, the elevator oh, game right. is creepy right we had different uh, thoughts <laughs> yeah no the elevator game oh it's is just a nice bonus no yeah that part well i didn't even see that because that wasn't like anywhere it, like, mentioned it, and I was like, oh, whatever, some elevator game. And then I, like, started reading about it, and I was like, oh, my God. Well, thank you for that horrible story. I get to go to bed, too. You're welcome. Um, you can thank me for my story another time, I guess. Thank you for... Listen. Yeah. I want to give you a moment to speak, because last time you got all mad that I take the last word. All right. Well, so I guess I'll... Thank you for your beautiful story. You're welcome. Oh, it was so unexpected. I love haunted wine cabinets perfect well don't expect more of them because that one was pretty fucking weird i mean i feel like that was like a one of a one of a kind i feel like if you were to ever haunt anything you would haunt a wine cabinet i would literally just haunt wine like i would just like (laughs) get in a wine bath oh i'd haunt one of those japanese wine baths there you go float around and that's a full circle like pinch people's butts anyway okay we are so grateful for all of you and thank you for all your support uh thank you for listening please find us on instagram twitter facebook and or email us we have a listeners episode coming out may 1st please join in and we have our patreon please donate if you think we're funny or you feel bad for us (laughs) (laughs) either Um, one we'll take it (laughs) we'll take a pity donate and um we have a website that you can spam people with yeah it's fun and that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. And um, if you have the moment, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a rating or a review because that helps us a lot. And that's, that's why it. we drink. And that's why we drink. Bye. Right. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.